That's it, chaps. Nearly there. Almost. Once more. That's it. Got her. Oh, are you all right, Marina? Yep, yep. Easy, easy. Yeah, we got you. Oh. Oh, sorry you had to spend a week down that well. It's... What's that? Oh, you brought the randomizer back up with you. Oh, good girl, that's... What? There's somebody else following you up the rope? <gasps> Two someones! Stay right where you are. Oh, no! It's the invaders! In colour. If you move, we shall kill you. Oh, oh no, not the invaders. They're really, really scary, you know, and their plans always succeed brilliantly. What? What is it this time, Mr. Invader? Uh, taking over the world, I suppose? <laughs> Indeed. They will never expect an invasion from beneath the ground. Of course not. No, no, it's a very good plan. Um, since we're your captives, um, shouldn't we maybe put our hands up? Okay. Right, right, okay. Uh, Davidson, Clark, do as the nice man with the gun says. It's gone! Ah! Ah! Oh, it'll mean you letting go of the rope, of course. <laughs> They don't get any better, do they? Well, Marina, now that we've saved the world once again, I think it's time we... Oh, you've already made the selection on the randomizer today, have you? Right, well, let's see what we've got. Oh, okay. Well, it's an episode of Fireball XL5 set somewhere where these two probably belong. Although I'm not going to go back down the well to fish them out again. Here's Space Pen. So it's time for some more Fireball XL5, and straight away we're confronted with one of those uh, interesting Fireball model designs. What basically looks like a plane with some rockets attached to it. There she is, Karmachi. Oi, great! And a couple of uh, ne'er do wells piloting the thing. As a pilot, you'd make a great plumber. Yeah, we're closing. Uh, I don't get it. Space City must have picked us up. As a pilot, you'd make a great plumber. I need that explained to me. And actually, this is an episode that I had on video as a kid. This was on um, volume four of the uh, Fireball XL5 video range from ITC Home Video. It was my first exposure to the series, that tape, and I really regret getting rid of that tape because I watched it to death. Yes, sir, but no buts about it. I'm Probably one of those, you know, one of those um, pieces of Jerry Anderson merchandise that I'm so nostalgic for in the same way that I'm nostalgic for the, uh, like my Matchbox Thunderbird 2 and, and things like that. But uh, anyway... The space plane thing, piloted by the two uh, obvious bad guys, you know, we still got time to make a run for is it. heading straight for Space City. Something. There's a million bucks worth of isotopes down there for the taking, plus whatever else we can lay our hands on. We get ourselves blown to pieces. You just make with the flying, huh? And leave the brainwake to me. Yeah, I thought you said my flying was like plumbing. I still don't understand that. Hey, you are, Lieutenant. The trouble with you is you've got no patience. Yes, sir. Stand oh, by to explore. Poor old 90. Will do. Poor old 90 getting criticised by uh, Zero, and it's only, what, two minutes into the episode. Oh. According to this, 2X4 isn't due for another two days. So they have a board with, all, with details of all the uh, incoming and outgoing spacecraft. Yes, sir. Which isn't on a screen, it's on a little... It is on a board that has to descend from the ceiling with, and then be lit up. It looks very primitive. Will you it doesn't also look like it'd be much use in uh, in any given situation, considering you can't see at a glance what's happening. But uh, I imagine that was only ever used in this episode. Thanks. Roger and out. Who have we got on standby? Colonel Zodiac, sir. Hmm. Because... Colonel Zodiac and the Fireball crew seem to be the only only people you have around to do anything in this show. Steve, I sure like the new decor. Thanks for your help, Venus. 
A woman's touch makes all the difference. Oh, also, Steve has a new apartment. Okay. Tom Ford. Tom Oh. Have you any idea where Matt's? Zuni's been helping out uh, by doing by lounging around, doing nothing. I'll get it. It's my house, after all. I probably should get used to answering my own door. And anyway, here comes uh, Professor Matic with a whole pile of Steve, Matthew. Sure is. Tubes and electrical things and. Uh, oh, is he gonna? Is he gonna make it? No, fell over. I'm sure you'll agree, Steve, that. No place is complete without its own burglar alarm. And this is an episode that very heavily um, features Professor Matic in a in a sort of comedy sidekick type role, which um, I never quite. I promise you it'll stop. I never quite sort of enjoyed with this show. Well, yeah. I like you know I like comedy Matt in small doses, but not necessarily to the point of it being like an entire subplot for the episode. But no dramas. Anyway, Matt's setting up a burglar alarm. This is the first of uh, two subplots for Matt in this episode, because one wasn't enough. And of course, he's making a bit of a mess of it. He's even keeping Zuni awake. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, in the next shot, it fades to a shot of Zuni with a pillow over his head. Okay. That, that was funny from Zuni. That was, that was very understated as well, because it was only... Only briefly seen and in the background, but oh, that was clever. Now, uh, open the door, Steve. Are you sure it's going to work, Professor? Of course. Ah, uh, well, here goes. Oh, is this going to explode on us? Oh, going to trip the alarm. Oh, exploded. Yep, yeah, exploded. I did remember it. Oh. And of course, Steve has got a face full of uh, certain debris. Oh, he even fell over. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> it seems uh, I was using too much power. <laughs> it's a pity you didn't think of that before. Oh, no, 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 don't worry. I can soon fix it. Made it. Interestingly, the... Um, Space plane thing, the 2X4. It's just coming to land at Space City, and it's only got uh, markings on the fin that say 2-4. That's interesting, isn't it? Tell me that's interesting. Tell me I'm not wasting my life doing this. Open the door. Just listen to this. Matt's fixed the burglar alarm. Open the door. Hmm. Oh, he's jumping up and down with excitement. He's so happy. Turn it off! Now, that's something I didn't work out. Oh, poor old Zuni. He just wanted a nap. He's got the cushion back over his head again, though. Oh. I, uh, I'm trying to. But what can I do with all this noise? I might have guessed what's going on. Zuni's had enough. Okay. Well done, Zuni. The professor <laughs> So he just ripped out some cable and that was uh, that was all it needed. Okay, Zuni solved a problem. Zuni was useful for once. This is World Space Patrol headquarters, not a circus. Mark it in the calendar. Uh, Steve, I'll, uh, I'll have it in working order by tonight. I don't care what you do with it, Matt. I wish I'd never seen it. So on the surface, that would seem to be a bit of a time filler. 
However, as we pan across Space City at night, we see that uh, our two friends from the uh, space plane... By the way, this is a lovely pan across Space City, actually. Yep, the music is telling us that the plane is very sinister. Let's make a move. Everybody will be asleep by now. Yeah, yeah, I'll get the tools. Because as we all know, people in military bases all go to sleep at the same time leaving the control room completely unguarded. Oh, apparently that's the case. Even the control tower is, uh, is totally empty. Uh, Colonel Zodiac, astronaut, space patrol. Hey, a space patrol astronaut. Hey, think what we could do with his identification papers. Hey, we weren't expecting to encounter a Space Patrol astronaut at Space City. Yeah, these guys seem to have this um, all sort of non-plan of just kind of stumbling around Space City, hoping they bump into interesting things to steal. Of course, they reckoned without Matt's new burglar alarm. Once we fix the lock... She's ready to open. Just push. Hey, hey, Al. Do you reckon they have an alarm? Nah, only on the main doors to the building, that's all. Oh, doors opening, doors opening. And the alarm broke. What was that? No idea. Come on. Let's so yeah, all of that fuss building the uh, alarm system for... for nothing, because it didn't work. But it killed a few minutes. And they've spotted Steve safe. Uh oh. After a busy night's work, well, presumably they've to help themselves to. Uh, what was it they wanted? Didn't they mention something about isotopes as well? Well, they've taken off, they're gone. And so has the stuff from Steve's safe. Commander, it's an emergency. You're not wearing your uniform. Very observant, Lieutenant. What's the emergency? I'm tracking a spaceship from here. It's heading for the planet Canva. The prison planet. The space pen. So that's it. My identification papers have been stolen, Commander. And my uniform. But that's not half of it. The isotope store was raided. They cleaned the place out. Spacecraft Why didn't they steal Steve's uniform as well as you know, his papers while they were in his house? Why did they... We could get after them. They're headed for Canva. The space penitentiary. Why did they go to Zero's quarters and steal his uniform? I mean, is there not like a supply store or something that would be much easier to steal from than, I don't know, someone's house? Well, there is one thing we could do. Well, let's hear it. Well, with Fireball ready to go, you could let us take off. It's a brilliant plan, Steve. I'll let you take off. Yep, Fireball is now underway. That's gorgeous Fireball launch sequence. And I, I can, you know, ignore that shadow of the, uh, the smoke plume. Space patrol units, top priority call. Dangerous criminals have stolen Fireball XL5. Intercept and destroy. Intercept and destroy. Oh, so that's the plan. Make Fireball look like a, it's been hijacked by criminals. And of course, um, this episode we're we're now heading towards Conver. Better known as the Space Pen, Venus. Yeah, better known as the Space Pen. And this is one of the rare planets in the Fireball universe that actually... Um, I don't think it appears again, but it is mentioned. Well, I hope we can contact this General Shan. 
more than once. I think it was it was mentioned in um, Convict in Space, which was either the episode made immediately before or after this one. On that fireball tape I mentioned, it was um, immediately before this one. I'm in the movie library. He's been playing the part ever since. Anyway, in the second of our two Professor Matic comedy subplots for this episode, he has uh, decided to dress and talk like a gangster. Going in now. Because you know, it's not a it's not a serious situation or anything. You know, it's just some criminals have stolen some vitally important paperwork and radioactive isotopes. And oh, by the way, there's um, been a, a prison riot overthrow thing on this planet Conver. Uh, the, the the prisons have, the prisoners have taken over and um, you know it's all all good for comedy capers. We'll simply be able to float down. At least we don't need oxygen pills. There's plenty of air to breathe. <laughs> did we uh, think to check that before we stepped out? Because uh, if we didn't, we we really should have. Get your hands up! Want to play it tough, eh? Think you're smart? Shut up! Okay, I'll check the number. Yeah, it's XL5, all right. Hey, what well, you had to walk? You, you had to walk up to XL5 and then turn round. Why are you? It's right there. Why did you have to get him to check it? Anyway, the XL5 crew just randomly bumped into the two criminals who stole all their stuff. Had to make sure the boss wants to see you first. Oh, the boss. Who could this be? And some more. Comedy antics. As Matt can't get hang on the uh, the lower gravity. Everyone else is 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 coping fine with it, but not not Matt. And as I say, I think you know one lot of comedy Matt would have been fine, but two was pushing it just a bit. Anyway, we're now at the space pen itself. Which has been taken over by the uh, the inmates. Keep the loot. I thought we were going to see the president. He lives here with his wife. He can't bear to be parted from the stuff. Is this where all the loot's kept? Yeah, but don't get no fancy ideas. I wasn't. Just thinking you'll need a bigger place than this when me and my gang get started. Well, Steve's enjoying playing the, uh, the sort of gangster here. And treat the boss and his lady with respect. They're bigger crooks than all of us put together. Sure Ooh. they are. Boss and his wife, they sound very important. Who could they be? Go and find the boss, Al. I'll watch them. Just look at all this stuff, Steve. It must be worth millions and millions of dollars. We'll have to try and get it back, but how? There's the commander's uniform. And my astronaut papers. Hey, hey. Yeah, the commander's uniform and the astronaut papers, they don't seem as valuable as all the other jewels and treasures that are there. Space spy. Get those hands up. Now, what goes on? Uh-oh. They're not criminals, Kamarzi. This is Colonel Steve Zodiac of the Space Patrol. Whoa. Yep, so the boss and his wife were Do Boris and Griselda Space Spy, who had appeared in... Um, show what I'm not sure what number this episode was broadcast in, but I think this is the final appearance of theirs in production order. Courageous, too. Disgusting. Out of... Um, yeah, they'd, they'd previously appeared in Flying Zodiac... Spy in Space and Convict in Space, so they were well known to the XL5 crew by this point, which means that their plan of pretending they were criminals I wish I could was never going to work. 
Nothing could be worse than this. And of course, this is our first uh, encounter with Boris and Griselda, or any of the recurring XL5 enemies on the randomizer. Colonel Zodiac of the Space Patrol coming here. You old toot. Can't you see it's the best So they're, they're very... Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of Boris and Griselda, because they are just basically... They're just humans, I think. I think they're meant to be just humans. They're very, very ugly. Very naughty. And, uh, yeah. That's about all you can say for them, really. Nothing can save you now, Colonel Zodiac. And it's interesting that as well as Boris and Griselda only making four appearances in XL5, I think the Subterrain's only made four appearances as well. So there was, there was potentially room to do more with Boris and Griselda and the Subterrains, or even to create a few new recurring enemies for the XL5 crew, who have now been locked in a room, strapped to beds. With this low gravity, we'll clear the place in no time. Stop blabbing. We haven't got all day. And Boris and Griselda are clearing out their loot and uh, making a run for it, because I guess they think the World Space Patrol is going to come after them or something. Although our heroes aren't in any position to do anything at the moment. Now, now steady, Venus. Don't give up hope. Okay, Al. Now. Oh, turn the, turn the uh, valve thingy. And in comes... Listen, can you hear anything? Sounds like water. Yeah, I guess they're going to flood this place. And we'll just drown. Oh, oh, Steve. You know what could, um could help you in this situation. Oxygen pills! I mean, I, I know they're designed to help you breathe in space, but wouldn't they be of some help if you were going to be submerged? I mean, I know they wouldn't, you know, be... they wouldn't last you for very long, but they would help for a little while. And that's not a criticism of them, because they're strapped down, they can't, they couldn't reach any oxygen pills anyway. I'm just wondering if that would work, if oxygen pills would would help you survive underwater as well as in space. Oh, the room's filling up with water fast, though. What has happened to General Shan? Oh, yeah, General Shan. Um, I may have waffled over any mention of him. Let's get to the spaceship. He was the guy... Either he was the guy in charge of the space pen, or he is the guy coming to... Um, to um, restore order to the space pen. Hi, Steve Zodiac. Put your hands up, both of you. There he is. You, start turning that wheel. It was very obviously Paul Maxwell just doing another deep voice. Paul Maxwell was one of those actors. As good as he was, he could never disguise his voice all that well. He won't be so big then. Sorry to disappoint you, but your boss is making off with the loot. General Shan, I, I, I can't figure out what his role in the story is. He's okay, he's he's here to restore order, but um I can't work out if he was meant to be the the guy running the space pen and What are you waiting for? Like the criminals took over while he was just out for an afternoon stroll or something. Try harder. Or if he's come here with, you know, like full force to, to retake the space pen. Um Stand by to get him out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 it does just feel like he was in charge and he went out for a walk one day and the prisoners took over the space pen and... Because the space pen really only amounts to about one building. We have assistance. I can handle this end now. Yes, and we've got to stop space by. Yeah, come on, Matt. Everything hmm. is Well, evidently, General Shan being back is... Uh, what is Boris you know, doing? He can handle the situation, so he says. I don't know. 
Steve Zodiac is coming. Zodiac? This is General Shan's doing. Prepare for takeoff. Oh, everyone's scared of General Shan. He's apparently a really powerful force considering he um, doesn't really do much. Boris and Griselda are hightailing it away from Conver in the SS Thor. Oh, darn. We were just too late. Which, of course, is their ship that we've seen in uh, several previous Wait episodes. Firebond, hurry! And I always thought this was a rather cool design because it could disguise itself as what looked like an ordinary civilian ship. And then, you know, once they lured in their victims, then the, the Thor would, um, would reveal its true colours. And it had like a... I, I vaguely remember it had like a mouth with teeth or something. Range... 2325. Standing by with Interceptor 1. Roger. Standing by to correct course. And I am correct in, in referring to the SS Thor in the past tense because unfortunately this is its, uh, its regrettable demise. Fire one. Five, four, three, two, one, zero and go. Oh, Jeff Tracy did it better. Oh, that's it. SS Thor has been hit. Falling back towards the planet, and... Gone! Of course, Boris and Griselda have survived. You just wait, Steve Zodiac. Our day will come. Oh, that rather odd sound effect brings us to the end of Space Pen. And, mm, yeah, I have... I'm, I'm, I'm fond of that one, but it's more for a nostalgia thing, as I said, of having the tape as a kid and watching it over and over and over. As an adult, yeah, the comedy Matt stuff that even as a kid I found a bit um, a bit much is is rather irritating here. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm not entirely clear about the scale of the um, the prisoners taking over the space pen because, as I said, it only seems like one building. Um, managed by a guy who apparently just went off for a walk and came back and um, regained control very easily. So it's it's um it's it's not great. It's okay. Uh, as a final appearance of Boris and Griselda, at least in production order, it's um it's not even a great send off for them because they're only in the the second half of it. So yeah, nostalgia for this one, but I'm not going to say that I'm blind to its faults. 